Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kind of Dating, the comedy dating podcast where influential guests and I break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is timing. Let's do this. Hello, Kind of Daters. I'm Natasha Chandel, and we're back with another episode of Kind of Dating. Aisha's here with me again. I'm here. Woohoo. Should we make up what happened uh, this uh, past week? Um... The apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> um, ran into um i ran into leonardo dicaprio at a coffee okay. shop uh, he was a surgeon in, in fact yeah <laughs> oh man leo guys you got to listen to the last episode on our hot take on on leonardo dicaprio and george clooney um that voice heard is as our guest for this episode um he's actor writer producer teacher you've seen him on how to get away with murder the shy a million other things. He's uh, the director of acting at Lena Waithe's Hillman Grad Productions and is a senior instructor at the Last Acting Studio. So welcome back, Beza Dabu. Thanks for having me back. Part two, part two. Yeah, part two. Um, guys, uh, last episode was so great. You got to listen to it. Um, if you like today's episode, remember to screenshot the episode and tag us and tell us what you thought of it. Also subscribe if you haven't subscribed already and leave us a five-star rating or review. And you know our socials are all in the social the show to show notes of this episode. So follow us on social media. Um, Bezad, you gave this amazing story last episode, which I loved about how you met your fiance. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so cute. Again, guys, please go listen to that because it was it was a really sweet pandemic love story. Um, Maybe you got to invite Clubhouse and the owners of Clubhouse to your to your wedding. We, we both got off Clubhouse quickly after we met. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. But like what was sweet also about it or interesting is you talked about like your, uh, there was a time in your life you were doing your thing and you were having fun and then something changed and yeah. something changed and you were kind of ready for something more. Yeah. So I'm curious what that change was for you and how you kind of came about it, like to get to that quote unquote time in your life. Yeah. You know, uh, in the, in my twenties, it was like, I, 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 I'm not going to speak for women as I'm not a woman. And, and I, I, I won't speak for women, but I know for a lot of men, there's like, we really find value in what we can offer. So that often means like finances. We got to get our finances right. Cause I got to like, I got to find value in what I can offer. Can I provide a home? Can I provide a life? Can I provide trips? Can I provide stuff? Can I provide insurance in case something happens? Right. Like, so we got to get our finances in order and we want to have our fun. So we do that. And then in my sort of early 30s, it, I, I got to the point of where I was like, I kind of want to have like a life too of, of some of the way I grew up. Like, do I want to have a family? Like, do I want to, you know, have a life partner to, to kind of go through life with. And if I do, like, I kind of maybe got to start thinking about that, you know, I'm, I'm getting older and blah, 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 blah. But I did, that didn't mean like I started dating intentionally necessarily. I just started like being open to that and dating with like a different outlook possibility because I don't want to force it. I don't be like now when I date, like, oh, I, I, this is like, are we going to be together? Are we going to be together? Are, that puts too much weird, weird pressure on it, but a different possibility. Could I be with this person? 
could I, is there a deal breaker? And then when I met my current partner, I, I've told her this before, so I'll say it to y'all. I used to compartmentalize everything. It was like, okay, well, I have my physical life. So that's like going to the gym and making sure I'm healthy, eating right. Then I had like my career life. Am I getting auditions? How's my agent? What's going on? Then I had like my social uh, activism life. Like, am, am I supporting the causes I believe in? Okay, cool. Then I had like my family life. Am I being a good brother? Am I being a good son? Am I not? But then I had whoever I was dating at the time. It was like, am I making enough time for whoever I'm dating at the time? Have we gone on enough dates? Have we done enough things? Am I being supportive? Whatever, right? It was just like another compartment in my life. When I met my current partner, I wanted to bring her into everything. I wanted her to be a part of my physical life and a part of my family life and a part of my career and a part of like, I wanted to share that part with her. Every other girl, I would be like, she'd be like, what are you doing tomorrow? Uh, I'm working. But with her, it'd be like, oh, I have this audition and it's for this. And this is what I, what do you think? And like, I wanted her opinion. You know what I mean? Like, so like wanting to include her in the rest of my life was like the biggest green flag for me to be like, wait a minute, isn't that what a life partner is? You want to like include them in your life? So I don't know, just like being open to the possibility allowed it to come in. Cause if I was closed off to that, I wouldn't have talked to her about the thing. And then, and to me, that was better than like forcing it being like, I got to go find my wife now. Yeah, that's it's a really nice way to put it. And so then let me ask you the other side of that question was like that's that was the green flag in this, but have you ever been in a relationship and looking back that it was just like the wrong time in your life? Yeah. Like maybe that person was nice, maybe they were you know good, but like just they met you or you met them. Oh yeah. Time where they just weren't in the right place. My first serious relationship post high school, of course, because like I thought it was serious in high school, but in hindsight, it wasn't. But I thought it was. I mean, it was Romeo and Juliet. I thought I was going to die when it ended um, in high school. But no, my first serious relationship post high school, you know, like live together relationship, um, I thought was real. Like I was like, this, this, this is, this is going to happen because, you know, I was 22 or something, 21. I don't know. 21. Yeah. I was like, this is going to happen. And, oh, we fought horrible. We fought horrible. And I think back on it often because I'm like, I wish I could like apologize for the way we fought. And and I just didn't know better. That's how I knew to be. Um, and that's a timing thing. Like I hadn't grown up enough to know how to be in a serious relationship like that because it's work. Like a, a serious relationship, like a lifetime relationship is work. And I didn't even know how to do it. And I look back and I think about that and it's like, I owe that person an apology. And that person probably owes me an apology, but I owe that person an apology of like how we fought. And it wasn't the right time. We hadn't done enough yet. Now, all the things I did after that breakup I would have resented her for that because I didn't, I, I needed to do all those things. And if I was in that relationship, I wouldn't have been able to like, I look at how much I did in the 15 years after that relationship. And Oh my God, it's like the majority of what made me who I am. I needed to do those things. So that timing was wrong and the universe knew it and it ended it to allow both of us to go do things. I don't know what she's doing, but like, I know that I've done all these things I need to do to make me who I am. Um, so I'm, I'm, it, timing is everything in everything. It's also I, in your career. Yeah. 
Yeah. I know. I I 100% agree. Like uh, Aisha and I are also both performers and, and we completely get that. It's like, uh, I really feel like when it's right, it's easy and stuff just aligns and it falls into place. And it's kind of a crazy weird thing. Um, but my boyfriend and I talk about that a lot. Like what you're saying resonates with me because I tell him so he's the good one. I think I'm pretty good. Like, as in, you know, from doing this podcast for a long time, I'm very self-aware. But honestly, like, he's a, still, a, people think I'm a like a decent person. He's still better than me. Uh, and And I always tell him, like, he would not have enjoyed me years ago. Like if he met old Tash, even at the start of this podcast six years ago, I, I don't think we would have worked. Um, because I was still very reactive. I still had, like I hadn't, I had done, I was doing work, but I hadn't gone to the other side yet. And uh, and much like you, I remember being in relationships with really nice people um, and they met me at a time where I had just come out of an abusive relationship. And mm -hmm. so I was not in a right frame of mind. And those poor guys were trying to help me. And I was just like shutting them down left, right, and center because I wasn't into anybody helping me. I didn't want somebody to try to fix me. I would be like, guys, I'm not a cold, cold play song, you know? And, and I had to go back and apologize to them years later. So I went back a few years ago and I called all of them or I texted them and I said, I'm sorry. And, uh, and they were like, hey, look, like, you know, you weren't that bad, but like we knew something was up and uh, and it was like nobody could have saved me at that time. Like it wasn't it just wasn't the right time. Um, but by the time my boyfriend and I met. We had done all that work and, and I think I was much like you, I wasn't like going out looking for somebody. So I still don't like to use the word intentional, but I was more like. I was more aware of what I didn't want for sure. I was like, oh, here are my non-negotiables and this is what I'm open to. Um, and, you know, when I met him, I always tell everybody, I'm like, I didn't know he, this was going to be this long or this, you know, this it. I just was very like, yeah, I really like him. Let's go again. And then the second time I was like, wow, that was even better. And like, that just kind of grows and builds. But we had the right tools at the right time. I'm curious what you guys think, because there is, you know, there are a lot of women who also complain that they were in a relationship with a guy. Mm. He didn't show up for them. And you know what I'm about to say, Aisha. Sure do. <laughs> they the broke one. up and then they married the next one or they were whatever. Do you think that is a timing thing or that's just like they weren't into that original person? Can I tell you something, though? I've heard women say this my whole life, that they that women often feel like they trained the man. They got him ready. They groomed him for the next woman. Can I tell you something? That is also hot take, a common, hot take coming. Hot take coming. Go. That is also a common thread in guys group chats. That's true for me. The girls I dated like seriously, significantly and broke up with the next man they married. And so a lot of times I'm like, wait a minute. Did you get out like all the, the, the cobwebs with me? Or was I so awful that the next man you grabbed that was decent, you're like, marry that motherfucker, right? Like, you know, I think about that. I really just honestly think that you learn from being in a relationship what works and what doesn't. And if you're in a somewhat 
healthy, positive relationship that lasts for a decent amount of time, you're going to be like, wow, I loved these 10 things. These four things really fucking sucked. And so now in the future, you're going to just be a better dater. And there's, there's, there's this thing that I, I, I really believe in about like, I think we're too sort of like fake nice with each other about things. Like some people are smarter than others. Some people are taller than others. Some people are better at basketball than others. Some people are better actors than others. But then when it comes to things like dating and beauty, we're like, no, everyone's equal. No, they're not. Some people are more attractive than others. We talked about this in the last episode. Some people are in better shape than others. And some people, guess what? Some people are better daters than others. And you become a better dater when you've dated and have learned what you need and what you don't need and what you don't want. And, and, and so by being in that relationship, you learned how to be a better partner. And so now you're a better partner for the next person. So yeah, you might've done some like work for the, for the, for the female race. And (laughs) so do we. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. So, so you don't think it's always like an excuse to like get out of something the like, you know, when somebody ends something with one person, but they end up in something else. Like after a lot of times it's like, well, I was just like, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. And then she's like, bitch, how'd you get ready in three months? Like the the hard truth is they weren't ready with you. Right. Mm -hmm. They weren't ready with you. And that doesn't mean you suck. Right. It just means it wasn't the right chemistry. And it's like, I love orange juice and I love brushing my teeth, but I don't like brushing my teeth right after orange juice. It's like <laughs> the shit is weird. You know what I mean? I just like you, things need its own time. It comes in its own period and it, it, it is what it is. It's like, I mean, I, I'm telling you when I, when I met my current fiance, when she met me, she was like, I am cheap. I just moved to LA. She was like, I just moved to LA. I'm trying to be single. I'm trying to learn the city. I'm trying to explore. I'm trying to do this. But then like, popped into the life and it is what it is. And I changed her life. And, <laughs> and she did the same thing for me. I was like in the pandemic, I had no libido. I was like watching Netflix all day, eating ice cream and red meat. And I was like, I'm just, I'm just living here with my cat. And then all of a sudden she like sparked me to once again, think about like what life could be with a partner in a way that I'd never thought about. Things just happen. And and I, I love what you said. I don't think about intentional dating because then it's like you you try to you end up forcing like a square peg into a round hole. I really think about like what happens if it's just like you're open, if you're open to possibilities of of that type of dating. Um, and then it was the intentional part was being like, I don't want to be your friend. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's definitely true. I mean. In that sense that, you know, you said that you met her and she was like, I want to do my own thing for a while. I'm learning the city, but you rocked her world, you know. So can you kind of help somebody become ready or be in the right place, their time in their life? Like, can you guys do that? Or or is that just uh, she was ready anyway and it was an excuse and, you know. I think you can show people what's in front of them, but you can't like make them read it. So you could be like, I could be like, look, I'm here. This is what I offer. This is what I want to offer. This is what I think I can do for you. This is what I think you can do for me. This is what I think it is. This is what I want. And it's like, and now you have to like cross the finish line. This is how you do it. You know what I mean? It's like, here's the instruction manual is what it is. Um, And then, but that's happening both ways, right? She's also being like, well, this is what I need. This is what I need someone to provide. And this is what I need someone to, 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 to do for me and what I, blah, blah, blah. And I have to decide whether I am ready to like 
meet her, like live up to her standards and expectations. And the cool thing is like, that really never ends ever. Like, it's not like, oh, I got her now. So now I can like relax. I got her now. So now I can like sit back and not do those things anymore. That's a good way to end a relationship. No, hundred percent. And and I also think it's important for people to know and differentiate that like one can be ready, but both need to be ready. Like both need to show up for each other um, in those ways because it's just not enough. Like uh, in Hindi, we sort of have this saying where you know you can you can take a horse to the river, but you can't make it drink water. You can nudge somebody to kind of see what's in front of them, but you also can't like force anything on anyone. Like it, people process it, their brain and their hearts process it whenever they do. And that's where you you uh, hear of a lot of strife. Like a lot of messages we get are from people who are clearly just like not accepting that somebody else might not be in the right, it might just not be the right time with that person. Because then that's the times like, you know, we've all done it. We've all pushed for a relationship to work when it probably just wasn't the right time, wasn't the right scenario, maybe not even the right person. But whenever you're trying to force something to happen, it like builds resentment and yeah. Yeah, all of that in it. It's and a short-term solution, but... Yeah, everybody always is like understanding when single people change and grow, right? They'll always be like, oh, and I was 24, I made this mistake, but now I, I've grown and now I'm a different person. But they expect people to stop changing and growing when they're in a relationship. That's not real. We're still human beings. We're still going to change and grow. So when you commit to somebody like in a lifelong commitment, I think what you really have to be remember to say is like, I'm going to be cool with all the changes and growth you continue to go through. And because sometimes what happens is like, well, he changed. Of course he changed. It's been 15 years. He changed. He grew. People change. Like I've changed my opinions on things 180 from 15 years ago. And so when you're in a partnership, you can't expect that person to stop changing and growing. They're going to continue changing and growing. You have to also be malleable. And I think that's another thing. I hear that a lot from people. It's like, well, I was with them and then they changed. They're going to change. People change, continue to change. I think the key to that is also communicating, right? As you're going along of like whatever both people and both parties are feeling. Um, I've been my boyfriend now for three years and I can tell you again, as the one who's much more volatile than he is, um, I'm the one who's like, you know, when we first met, I was like very unsure. I was like, well, I don't know. Do I want kids? Do I not want kids? I don't know. And we, you know, we kind of talked about it. We were both like, I don't know. And then we're like, all right, we'll just keep chatting about it. And then, then like a year in, I was like, maybe I do. I don't know, but maybe I do. So then I was like, hey, I don't know, but maybe I will. And so he was like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Like, like, let's like, I'm open. And I was like, okay. And then like, no joke, like seven months later, I was like, no, no, I don't. I don't. Um, And he's just like rolling with me. He's like, okay, like that works too, because we're both like pretty, but we're talking about it as it goes. And my therapist was the one who was very like, hey, your minds are going to keep changing and it's okay until you just settle on whatever you settle on. But the point is just to keep talking about whatever your changes are in life. For us, it's that. For for other people, it could be whatever. Um, you know, I think also like the sexual stuff changes for people and and they often don't talk about it. Um, yeah. and that's what makes people, somebody go, well, I don't know, it used to be like this and now it's not like this. And it's like, well, why don't you talk? 
figure out what the other person wants or doesn't want right now. Maybe they're going through something and they don't feel like this or they want to try something different or blah, blah, blah. All real shit. Um, What do you think makes it the right time in somebody's life? Is there a thing? I don't know that there's like a quantifiable thing. I think it's just life. (laughs) You think it's like when people have done the work though? Oh, well, sure. That helps. I think it's about alignment. Don't we all know the people like there are some people I know, men and women who are like, since I've known them, their goal, their life goal is to get married. Like get married. And there's a few people I'm thinking of right now where I'm like, God, that's all you really want more than anything. And I'm like, so for that person, the right time is very different than for me. I never, ever, 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 ever thought about my wedding day ever until I got engaged. And then I was like, oh, I have to start thinking about what I want. You know what I mean? Um, And so, yeah, but there are some people that's what they want. So I I think it's about alignment. And I'm telling you, I, I didn't even think about it in my 20s, early 30s. I started thinking about it to just sort of like, because I wanted, I knew I wanted family. But then when I met, my partner, it wasn't even like I was looking for it. It was like, I was open to it. And therefore when it happened, it sort of like sparked the thoughts. I almost think like the right time is when you meet a person that makes you think about the stuff. So then you're like, Oh wait, now I've met this person. This person made me think about this live stuff. Maybe is this the time? Interesting. Cause, and I think that that, that's an interesting take. I think a lot of people might think of it the opposite. A lot of people go, a person could never make you think about the right time. Like you either have to, you, you are in it or open to it. And then you happen to meet somebody because I don't know. I mean, that's debatable, right? Like, can you even meet somebody who could be the right person if you're not open to it? But I do think it's like, it's like what you said. It's like, it is a bit of like a balancing act, right? right? Like, it's like a scale that has to balance itself. Like, you are probably in a phase, Bezad, where you were open. Like, as you said, you were like, oh, I'm, I'm, think maybe like, let's be open to something more. And so then that, you know, scale tipped. And then you happened to like, as because you were open, met somebody who was intriguing enough to you. And then, then you kind of balance that scale out a little. Yeah. You know, timing really is everything though. And like so much of it is out of our control and it's not just in relationships. I know this is a dating podcast, but like, we're all performers here, right? Like I was recently pitching a show, a love story. Um, and I, I was taking it out and I have a writing partner who's amazing. And we were ready. We were working, you know, we did that thing where we would, Always, I was over there four times a week, you know, until two in the morning, like getting this pitch ready and stuff ready. And for a lot of bullshit Hollywood reasons, we didn't get a chance to take it out. So I was bummed about it, like really, really, really depressed that I put all this hours of free labor into something, my heart and soul into something. I never got to pitch it. Well, then there was a writer's strike. And when the writer's strike happened, I talked to this writing partner who was like, you know, if we had pitched it, and somebody had bought it, it would have died. It would have died today. It would have died today. And I'm like, wow, timing really is everything. Like I was over here depressed about this thing, but now actually when the writer strike ends, inshallah, and it comes back and we do this thing, that will be actually the best time because timing is everything. And I think the same thing happens in relationships. It's like, 
you don't know that you're like, oh, this relationship ended and is devastating and is devastating and is devastating. You're devastated. But then it's like, oh, wait a minute. But I needed to do this 15 years of my life where I did this and this and this and this and this and this and this so that the right relationship I'd be ready for. And that might mean a divorce. And that might mean a change of city. And that might mean loss of something, you know? You know, the Greeks used to say that in order to have true catharsis in your life, you have to go through the shit. And, and they would say that, like, you can't actually have real change unless you go through shit. And the reason why they were so big into theater at the time, and like Thespis and Thespians and all that, the reason why they weren't so big into theater is they believed that the actor could act as avatar. And that the actor could go through the shit for you. So if you could watch a performance where a person goes through the shit, then the, then the audience could learn from that person's journey through the shit so that they don't have to go through the shit. And in that way, they believed that acting was a service profession. There it was a bunch of people who would go through the shit for you so that you could learn the lesson of their shit journey and you don't have to go through it. And I was like, Oh, that's kind of fucking dope. I don't know where I was going with this. I had a point. I had a point. <laughs> I, I don't even care what the point was. I yeah, that, that was, was awesome. Like amazing. But I think it was about timing, right? That yes. like just that divine timing that that everything happens at the right time and everything serves its purpose in your life. Um, and sometimes, I mean, that's kind of the reason we do this podcast too. I we always say like it's we wanted to tell people the stuff we wish somebody told us when we were younger. Um, as an, a way to avoid some of that heartbreak and hopefully evolve and go through something faster. So uh, it is kind of like when you're watching the actor go through the shit, you know, um, you either don't have to or you can go through it a little faster or try it a different way because you're like, well, it didn't work out for that actor like that. Well, let me ask you. So you've been doing this podcast for six years, but you said you had your boyfriend for three years. So when you start dating a guy, are you like, so I have a dating podcast? And yeah, I mean, look, I can't even hide it because I, it's every I, I'm everywhere. It's everywhere. Like it's, you know, the second somebody Googles me comes up. So uh, you know how it is. Everybody's going to find you on social media. But I always told people I never gave people's names. Um, they got a nickname usually on the podcast. And uh, and then I always told them, I was like, don't do anything dumb and I won't talk about you. But <laughs> if you do, then there's going to be a whole episode named after you. <clears throat> Valencia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a classic. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm absolutely going to Google the Valencia episode. <laughs> Got to hear Valencia. Uh, that's a one. That was a, <laughs> a date episode. That was a dumb date. Um, but yeah, like, uh, so, you know, but uh, my boyfriend now, he's like, he's not nervous about it. He doesn't care. He's, he's very supportive. He hears all the crazy stories, um, you know, Probably doesn't want to hear all the like specific sex shit, but other than that, he's really chill. So timing, timing is everything. I think as you get older, you become more secure with yourself. Yeah. More secure with yourself. You're kind of like, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. Like it or don't. This is what I need. Provide it or don't. You know what I mean? Totally. I mean, but, but kind of like you, like how you said your thing is like you, you know, you're always asking about people's feelings. Like, well, why, why, why? I'm also, because of this podcast and stuff, I'm always like, tell me all your stories. Like, I want to hear everything. Um, and 
I'm an open book, so I say a lot. And sometimes he does it. Like, he'll tell me, but he doesn't like go into detail. I'm like, tell me more details. I'm like, why are you, why are you holding back details? I want to know what happened. What did you guys do? <laughs> it's just so funny to me. I don't give a fuck. Really? Um, no, I don't care. Who cares? I know that somebody had sex. Who gives a sure. shit? He's, he's, he's in a threesome before. I'm like, that's awesome. That's cool. What was that like? And I don't care. <laughs> If you tell me somebody is better than me, then you're going to get fucked up. Uh, <laughs> well, then, I'm fine. fine. I'm sure there are some people who are hotter than me, too. Don't tell me that part. <laughs> it's a balance. <laughs> um, I was like, I'm checking out of this. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm in. <laughs> they went TMI. I can't say more. Um, well, Beza, talking about timing, uh, our time is up. You have a move. You got to go. Um, but this was so fun having you on the podcast. I feel like I should have ended it five minutes before we did because you had such a wonderful uh, thought about timing. Um, so it was so great. But I, but I hope this is helpful for listeners. And, uh, and you're so great. We just, it was so fun. Thank you so much for having me. I love talking about stuff. Uh, so first podcast I've done in a while that I'm not talking about like, the business and the auditioning and, and getting to talk about some like real life human shit. So that's pretty cool. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's great. That's what we love too. Um, thank you again for being on the show. How can everyone find you in your socials? Um, all my socials are the same. It's at Bezad Dabu. That's B-E-H-Z-A-D-D-A-B-U on Instagram and Twitter and .com for website. Guys, please make sure you follow him on everything. Um, all his links are in the show notes of this episode. We're also on social media. We're at Kind of Dating across the board. Aisha? I am at Aisha Says Dance across the board. I'm at Natasha Chandale on Instagram and Facebook, Natasha.Chandale on TikTok. Thank you so much, guys, for downloading this episode. If you like what you heard, remember to screenshot the episode and tag us, especially on Instagram. Finally, I know it seems tough out there, but just try. Till next time. Kinda Dating is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Kinda Dating is created, produced, and hosted by myself, Natasha Chandel. Aisha Holden is my co-host. Adam Pineless and Karina Uribe are producers. Our opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti, and our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yannick and K. Daniel Ellis.